The headlines tonight. Scientific study suggests people who listen to this program are very clever indeed. Adventurers Union threatens strike, demands armor polish be tax deductible. And badly disguised homebrew monster devours park. Welcome to the campaign trail. Our top story. The Great Alliance is to hear Darnall's case for membership later today. The international bloc of 13 nations was created some 2,000 years ago to stand against the Dark Lord Vectros. It has since evolved into a multi-nation economic trading alliance, a unified military and an international legislative body. The Secretary-General, Mr. T. Chiabata, gave a press conference earlier this week. Laces from the diamond peaks of Felsborn, steel toe caps from the mines of Akaten. These are real sentient souls from the shoe forests of Doc Martek. Yes, uh, Mr. T, um, since, uh, Mr. Mr. Secretary-General, um, since you are considering uh, Darnoth's entry to the Greater Alliance, is there any chance you will be allowing other nations to join soon, uh, such as the uh, Angerlands, uh, should they be allowed to join? The Angerlands have been in opposition to the Great Alliance ever since its inception. Besides, they have not met the sentient creature's rights obligations necessary to even be considered. Uh, has uh, has Darnoth uh, met this criteria? I believe they have. Darnoth is a changed nation, my friends. The old monarch is long gone. The dark days are being truly paid for, and the country is finally ready to grow at last. Aren't you uh, a little biased, Mr. Secretary-General? Biased? Me? Well, let me tell you a little something about bias. Oh, God, he's going to break into song. Everybody run! Gets them every time. Gorlak the Betrayer is heading to the capital now with his foreign secretary. He told reporters that the campaign team are in high spirits, with the exception of Mr. Agrilad, who wanted it noted that flying is reet back. High above the shimmering sea, the wind turns cold. Dark shapes move across the sunken lands and haunted mountains. Fires roar in volcanic depths. Clouds twist and turn in high coils. Above it all, a sleek zeppelin soars. And within it, three adventurers struggle to restrain their terrified halfling friend. Uh, how long does it take to calm Agrilad down, and how do you do it? How long it takes depends on what drugs they've got available. We've <laughs> um, got some new milk. We have got... Doesn't I can care. give you a new milk, I'm sure it will calm you down. No. I think we could kill him and then resurrect him. <laughs> no. That's your no, answer no, to no, everything, no, no, no. I could do some cantrips, which sounds, kind of sounds like catnips, which makes cats relax. Uh, Lisa perks her ears up. <laughs> if I don't get off, mate, I'm going to break some noses. Agrilad. 
You're supposed to be a professional. I am a professional nosebreaker. <laughs> You're just going to have to get used to this Zeppelin. It's how we're going to be getting around after all. Well, he can't be noses if he's holding a cat. I don't can like he? it. Here, temerity. Um, Captain Biscuit uh, comes into the room, uh, looking very pleased with herself. Well, I've left the ship on autopilot, by which I mean I've uh, propped up the steering wheel with a stick. Don't say things like that. That means nobody's flying this bloody (laughs) contraption. Now look what you've done. What happens if we crash into a mountain? There aren't mountains in the clouds. What happens if its tail feathers fall off and we plummet it out of the sky? It doesn't have tail feathers. It doesn't have tail feathers, as it stay in the sky. It's a complicated mechanism. Let me explain it to you. And she uh, sort of uh, comes right up to you and puts an arm around her. First of all, we have the propellers and we have the engine. The engine is powered by solar rays from the sun, which are focused through a special lens, and that power is used to drive the propeller. They suck the air in from one side and blast it out the other, creating directional force. The balloon, meanwhile, is filled with gases lighter than air, providing lift. And she goes into a long explanation of how propellers work that I should have prepared. Is she trying to just talk in sleep? Possibly, yes. Um, I think this could be a very long journey. <laughs> it could be. Uh, after, after she's finished her um, somewhat uh, exhaustive and indeed exhausting explanation, uh, Aguilad, you're probably feeling a little bit sleepy, I imagine. Uh, she uh, turns to the rest of you and says, So, any questions about the ship? I've installed the library for you, Mr. Penne. Oh, and if it's any consolation, Mr. Agrilad, we have a dojo. Finished it just before we set off. A dojo? Right, who held me down? Who wants to learn how to fight first? Everybody held you down and none of us want to learn how to fight. <laughs> We've got a fridge stocked to the brim with classic new milk. Ah, and uh, oh, just for you, Perrin... Come see this. Mm. Mm. She takes you over to a small uh, room and opens the door, and it's this quite a spooky atmosphere. There's a little um, Ouija board. There's mm-hmm. a there's a pentagrams. There's a cauldron, uh, although not as high quality cauldron as listeners of the show may be used to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about uh, you. I get my cauldrons from IKEA. <laughs> And uh, she says, I grabbed everything vaguely warlocky from a local spooky shop. Thought you might like it. Captain Biscuits. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I like the flowers and I like the etchings. And can I can I possibly carve some runes into the doorframe? Of pier and of there and of the cockpit. And... Mm, I'll let you do it here. Okay. But not the rest of the ship, please. Trying to go low magic, see? Now... You and Victrina have seen our other guest. It's time the rest of you got acquainted with my other brilliant invention. And uh, she takes you all up to the flight deck. Uh, and you indeed see that the steering wheel is propped up by a little um, stick. But uh, Croc, Gorlack's husband, is stood there keeping an eye on everything. Uh, he seems intent on all on everything that's happening. He's looking at all the little blinking lights on the control panels. He's looking at all the little switches and is uh, making furious notes for himself. Uh, but in the corner of the room uh, is a large vending machine uh, with a hugely overcomplicated um, uh, set of control dials attached to it. Uh, it blinks on and you see a little face appear on its uh, face uh, and it says, Hello, I am Vendos, the vending machine of magic. I have access to items from all across time and space, and I've picked out a selection of things I know will be useful to you in the future. Or, 
If you choose, you can roll the dice. You can defy the fates. You can simply hit some buttons and see what items come out. It'll be free, but it'll come with a risk. So, what can we interest you in? Uh, so, I've sent you all the uh, list of items from Vendos the Vending Machine. Um, I'm intrigued by the... Um, it's a kind of magic, in a literal sense, warlock skills for dummies. Um, harmonising your relationship with your patron, which um, you could probably do with. Mm-hmm. Get back to basics, complete with cartoons, I love those. Diagrams, bit confusing and helpful tips i love those if you fail a spell take a turn reading the passage and regain the spell slot which seeing as i have very few could do with yep so are you going for that you're gonna have to pay for it on expenses which means as uh the show from season one will remember you have to convince the expenses office to let you buy it so would you like to roll your persuasion uh how are you justifying it to the uh, to the expenses people. I think I think it's fairly obvious, isn't it? It's um, personal, professional development. I was promised when I signed on the chance for some training courses, and seeing as I'm now in the sky, this is the closest I'm going to get. Okay, I like that. Take advantage on your persuasion. Role. Thank you. Uh, got 13 both times. Ooh, that's not quite enough, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, okay. You get a little eh. Uh, but next you... time are able to try the Defy the Fate game and just press some random buttons and see what yes, you get. Yes, this sounds great. Okay. How do I do uh, this? Okay. Uh, can you roll a d100 for me? Yeah, I can. I've got 80. 80. Okay. Do, 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 do. 80. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, you uh, see a little pouch uh, appears uh, in the... Um, uh, item deposit uh, tray at the bottom of the vending machine. Uh, you lift it out and open up this uh, shoebox-sized bo- box, and within you find a pair of shoes. Ooh. And Vendos says, "These are the pumped-up kicks. Allows you to outrun a gun. <laughs> but since guns don't run, they're essentially just cool-looking shoes. Uh, <laughs> they will give you a plus one on charisma." Though. Cool, let me add that. <laughs> That's one charisma, lovely. Uh, uh, Aguilad, what are you looking at on the vending machine? I'm, I'm looking at them braces. Them braces look really smart, they do. The tavern braces. <clears throat> uh, do you want to read the description now? The tavern braces, while wearing these ale-soaked leather braces, you have proficiency with both darts and playing cards. You also gain a plus two modifier to rolls for unarmed strikes. <laughs> okay, uh, how are you going to uh, defend your choice to the um, expenses office? Because they look smart and I can twang them. <laughs> okay, roll your persuasion. In case you hadn't guessed, my persuasion is zero. No. So I got a seven. Nope, again, you are denied your uh, request. But you can try the game if you want to give it a go. The D100. Yeah, roll a D100. Roll a D100. 13. 13. 1, 3. 13. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, a, a, a box comes out at the bottom, and uh, it's almost as big as your head. Uh, it's probably bigger than your head. Uh, as you open it up, you find inside a rather fancy-looking steel helmet uh, that has uh, pictures uh, etched into it in ancient hands. Uh, they are indeed ancient hands. They are lots and lots and lots of thumbs-ups. Uh, and uh, Vendos says, 
This is the Helm of Encouragement, a somewhat sentient helm which offers useless but kind-hearted comments every now and then. As you put it on, it says, Oh, well, oh, bad luck. Uh, better luck next time, buddy. Can I actually wear it, even though I haven't got the uh, armour proficiency? Yeah, uh, it's, it's of no right. use uh, armour-wise. <laughs> it just looks good. just looks good. And it will say encouraging I, things I'm, to you every now and again. I'm going to start painting the little thumbs up blue. Aw. Pen, what are you looking for? I quite like the look of a monocle, mind. Ah, the scholar's monocle. Uh, yes, I have had a look of the uh, library selection, but uh, I have to say I am, I am a little insulted by believing that I am a necromantic beginner. <laughs> oh, the, you're not interested in From No Sforatu to Yes Sforatu, the Necromancy for Beginners book. I, I, I've read that one in, in my university studies. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I would not lower myself. Very well. Okay, so the Scholar's Monocle. Uh, do you want to read the description? The Scholar's Monocle says... The monocle is a gold-rimmed glass monocle. While re- well, while wearing this lens, you have the advantage you have advantage on intelligence-based skill checks, which I definitely need right <laughs> now, being unable to read this. But they are flimsy and can easily break, so be careful. All right. So, uh, how are you justifying your purchase to the finance office? I think that. They would want any representatives of Darnorf to be to look intelligent. Okay. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah, take advantage on your persuasion roll. Okay. Oh, that's a natural 20. Ah, yes, you are approved. There's a ding-ding. And you are approved. Victory... Uh, oh, unless you want to try the game as well. And two, two uh, items. Well, why not? Alright, uh, roll your d100. Uh, 21. 21, you're doing very well. Uh, actually, in our d100, that's not great, is it? Uh, never mind. Not really. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Okay, you receive, uh, again, a, a box similar in size to the one that Agrilad got. And when you open it up, there is a helmet with little musical notes uh, painted all over it. And Vendor says, Aha! You have found the Helmet of Theme from the Pelicost the Various Magical Items Department. <laughs> when the owner wears this and enters a room or does something cool, they, and only they, will hear their own theme song play. <laughs> no one but the owner can hear this uh, or believe it exists. Uh, when the song plays, you gain a plus one to your next action or roll. Is it a song by the back alley, fellows? <laughs> it might just be. Uh, I'll leave it up to um, Penn to decide what his theme music is. <laughs> this would this would be my ringside entry music. <laughs> Essentially, if yes. I were a bare knuckle boxer down in the pits, right? Okay. You definitely look the part. Um. <laughs> Uh, Victrina, you've had a bit of time to look at the uh, I list. I have, yes. I'm very taken with um, dairy-free danger fighting in the age of new milk. Yes. That sounds right up my 
Backgammon. <laughs> uh, do you want to read the description on that? I will read the description. It says, I'm stabbing not feeling as fulfilling as it used to. Slicing and dicing, lacking that old thrill. Digestive system acting up. You need dairy-free danger. The healthy way to fight. Spend a turn reading a page from this self-help guide and gain a bonus action on each turn for one minute. Six turns. Uh, once per day. Okay. Uh, so, do you, uh, how are you uh, writing your request to the finance office? Uh, well, obviously. As a representative of New Milk and encouraging people in new dairy-free pursuits, um, it's very important that I stay healthy. Um, so I feel that if I'm fighting in an unhealthy fashion, then I'm not sufficiently promoting New Milk and thus not promoting the interests of the party. Alright, alright, I like that. Yeah, take advantage on your persuasion role. Fifteen. That is just good enough. Yay. Yes. Uh, yeah, you you uh, you are approved with a ding, and uh, so you take dairy-free danger oh. fighting in the age of new milk. Uh, do you want to have a go on the random item oh, yes, um, yes, depository? Yes, yes. So roll a d100. Uh, four, which is not a good roll. Four. Uh, okay, a very small um, package drops out of the bottom of the vending machine, and uh, you pick it up and uh, open up a small pair of glasses. Uh, spectacles and uh, Vendor says these are the glasses of hindsight you get a plus 20 to passive perception when recalling any event from the last 24 hours okay useful thank you vending machine (laughs) so uh, after you've uh, got your items uh, you uh, head off uh, because the sun is starting to set and uh, you head off to sleep in your various bunks so it's up to you to decide what your various uh, rooms are going to look like uh, let's start with Perrin. What's Hello. Perrin's bedroom look like? Um, how much time would we have had to prep this, or is it the sort of thing that somehow magically knows what we would like our rooms to look like? Um, I'm going to say, like, initially they are just fairly generic, but uh, this is going to be a trip that takes a couple of days, so over those few days you have the chance to kind of uh, set them out as you see fit. And you can get items from Vendos, I'll say. Does Vendos do, like, big fluffy beds? Um, yeah, but you'd have to pay for some of that yourself or go into debt with Vendos. <laughs> that, that sounds bad. I think Vendos is cursed and I don't trust it. <laughs> um, I think that Perrin starts just, like, sneaking a few things out of the, like, Warlocky spooky room, mm-hmm. um, adding it to, to their, like, little aesthetic. And it's, like, it's sort of very contradictory space part of it they bought like the style of the monastery and that sort of ageless timeless coldness Hmm. that they find themselves so comfortable in but then there's just like bits of glitter that were (laughs) propped in somehow 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 yeah nobody knows how it just appeared Mm. Um, and I think before they go to sleep they really like like magicking up a few little balls of light and making them dance around on the ceiling aww very cute uh, Pen, what's Pen's sleeping arrangements? Um, well, obviously everything is kind of like black velvet, uh, <laughs> but there is also a picture rail, um, which is well, it contains a lot of calcium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I it's get... made of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Solidified milk. <laughs> well, now that's my rail. Many <laughs> it was. Is it perhaps a little ossified? 
It's a small horse. <laughs> well, you know, if, it, if anyone's bones, I could put something. You kept kept that quiet while in uh, the far off lands and all the centaurs. <laughs> yes, that's a pre- a secondary use, of course. I, I, it's very into recycling is all pen oh yes there's a desk and a pile of books and sometimes the books are even on the desk uh, Victorina tell us about your room when you open the door the light that's good off. that's useful <laughs> is Victorina sleeping in the like fridge <laughs> it's very white and sterile and clean and cool and it has a mini fridge which is obviously full of Delicious dairy products. So there is um, a fridge in the fridge. <laughs> there is a fridge in it. It's, it's like fridge perception. Uh, but Victrina doesn't really. Because she's not very interested in things outside of her work, um, she's not one for, you know, decorating hmm. her room with trivialities. Interesting. Uh, so it is just a very white square box with like a fridge with a fridge okay. in it. Okay, cool. Uh, Yes. Very cool. Yes, literally. Agolad, uh, what's what's your room looking like? There is a simple hammock strung between two walls. In mm-hmm. the centre of the room, there is a stone fire pit. Propped mm-hmm. over the stone fire pit is a um, set of cooking utensils, including a copper kettle, and that's pretty much it. Apart from a oh. really badly carved wooden whippet that's in the corner. <laughs> Aww. Whip it good. Does it have a Does it have a name? Not really. Oh, <laughs> that's a strange name for a dog. Um. <laughs> so uh, on the third day out, uh, Gorlak eventually calls you all for a uh, team briefing uh, in the sort of uh, communal area. Uh, you all have some tea and cakes and scones. Um, uh, Gorlak says, "I had um, uh, several notes uh, passed onto my door saying uh, scones, scones, scones." Um, Where did that come from? Yes, it's, it's wow. mystery. Um, Sky magic. The clouds look like scones. Yes. Just mm. saying. I've uh, just got off the radio with uh, Peter, son of Mandel. Uh, the papers back home are not exactly being supportive of this whole GA plan, but. I'm committed now, uh, though it'll be trust- tough to uh, convince everybody to trust us on this. We'll have some time in the city before we go to the council. I recommend you all do some exploring once we get there. I, for one, will be checking out their yarn shop. Just think of it. Yarn from all over the world. <sighs> but we are here to do a very important job incredibly important treaty negotiations that could change the fate of our entire nation for a whole generation we can do this there's nothing to worry about apart from the deadly sea monsters of course but we're in the sky oh yes uh, i should have mentioned the city marnindalf the capital of the Great Alliance is an underwater city. Great big glass domes and all that. But there are things in the water outside it. I have a terrible sinking feeling. Agrilad is now overdosing on chamomile tea. <laughs> uh, Golak says, uh, can, can we go any faster? 
I'm not sure. Its full speed has never been tested. I could try pushing it as far as it'll go. Yeah, let's open those engines up. Really drive it to its top potential. Is Soar through the sky until we fall apart. Agrolab's got a very strange shade of green. I'll be in my room. Right. We could just continue at a safe speed, eh, Prime Minister? Now, I can't fly this all on my own. How about I teach some of you the basics? I do need to sleep sometimes, well, you know? even eagles can't fly, so I'm not going to try. Fair enough. Eagles can fly. I would love eagles to. come. Death is only temporary, after all. Uh, you head into the uh, cockpit. Uh, Croc also comes with you. He's uh, sort of tagging along, looking uh, kind of eager and bouncing uh, from one foot to the other. Uh, Captain Biscuit takes you around and uh, points to the various uh, things that control the various parts of the ship. This bit here monitors the flow of air in the propellers. And this here helps keep the gas stable in the balloon. Oh, and this is the emergency stop. Things like that. Uh, can you all make uh, intelligence checks yeah. to see how good you are at learning? Intelligence? Cool. I'm five. Okay. It goes completely over your head, Perrin. <laughs> I'm having a great time, though. <laughs> 19. 19, cool. It's a good job I'm not there. Ooh. I just rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Victrina and Pen, can you all both take proficiency with an airship? Uh, so, in future, if you ever called upon to fly the airship, you will have uh, that ability. Ooh. May or may not become relevant. Can we just write that down. Somewhere? Yeah, just add it to your notes or something that you have proficiency. Uh, your vehicle proficiency with the airship. Um, so, the next morning, uh, the airship slowly makes its descent towards what appears at first to be an empty patch of sea. Uh, but as you get closer, you see that there's a, a platform in the middle of the sea, almost like a massive... Uh, I was almost going to say aircraft carrier, but it would be like set up for boats uh, more than aircraft. Uh, and indeed, you see uh, some like luxury yachts and tugboats and cruisers already docked there. Uh, and a small tower has been set up uh, so that the Zeppelin can dock safely there. Uh, Captain Biscuit lets down a ladder from the Zeppelin and uh, suggests that you can all get down. She says, Right, I'm going to stay with the ship. Want to run a few tests, bit of an odd vibration on the starboard snack machine. Also, Crocs offered to stay and learn a bit. Trained as my co-pilot. Never had a co-pilot before. Fun, isn't it? Agrolad's already down there kissing the floor. <laughs> oh, that was quick. Uh, Gorlak is sort of uh, giving Croc a, a goodbye kiss and saying, telling him to be careful. And he's like, oh, well, you know, it's I uh, always wanted to uh, fly. You know, it's, a, it's a, a bit of a dream come true, this. Of course, but uh, don't, don't get too attached. We've got to head back soon. Uh, how are you all feeling about getting off the airship? I know Agrolad's uh, delighted. I'm now hugging one of the uh, piles. <laughs> I'm slightly sad to leave the airship. I was quite enjoying it. He put his pen on. Seems very relaxing. It was good fun. Is Pen elegant on uh, coming down a rope ladder, incidentally? Uh, probably not. He's got hooves. No. Ah, yeah, that's going to make it a bit difficult. On the platform, you are met by a tall man in a purple frock coat and a high collar. He's dressed in all dapper colours and uh, shirt, like frilly shirts. He's got a cane. And he uh, gives a broad smile as he approaches you. Ah, if it isn't Gorlak the Betrayer, Prime Minister of Darmorph. Nice to see you again, sir. Would you like a Jaffa cake? There's one in my pocket. Sorry about the pocket lint. 
Ah, yes. Uh, thank you, T. Uh, friends, this is uh, T. Anchipata, the Secretary General of the Great Alliance. No, please. Just because I hold the highest office in the Alliance of 13 of the largest and richest nations in the world doesn't make me that powerful. Oh, now that I say it out loud, that is a lot of pressure, isn't it? Oh, God. <coughs> What I meant to say, what I meant to say, was lovely to meet you all. You must be Lisa Townsland. Uh, nice to meet you, uh, Mr. Secretary uh, General. I, I like your shirt. Yes, I picked it up in the hell dimension of Bournemouth after the Medusa Cascade threatened <laughs> to swallow this plane of existence. You've been to Bournemouth? Yes, for my sins. Everybody's been to Bournemouth. I've, I've not been to Bournemouth. Sorted it out, though. Plus, I got a cool shirt. Oh, cool. We punched a giant. Did you get a shirt? No. And this must be your team. Hello. Victrina Crested Grebe, if I'm not mistaken. Representative for yes, New Milk? Yes, that is indeed me, Victrina Crested Grebe from New Milk. Very nice to meet you. That is a very dashing shirt, and it does, uh, it does say I went to the all I got was this lounge shirt <laughs> in the back, which is really very, very impressive. Yes, it's literally true. I look forward to working with you. And you must be Pen Regante. I've heard a lot about you, sir. Oh dear. <laughs> no need to worry. We're not quite so anti-necromancy here in the GA. In fact, I hear there's a lecture tonight from one famous necromancer. Oh yes, I know. I a respected about professor. What was his name? Ash... It's not really my area, I'm afraid. But I did look him up when I heard you were coming. Now then, you must be Peran Bazoni. That's me. Hi. A darn northern dragonborn. How exciting. Can you tell by the accent? <laughs> well, quite, yes. Uh, I'd be a little careful around the draconians, though, if I were you. They can be a little, well, draconian. They're, they're... There are more Dragonborn yes, here? Yes, the delegation from Draconia is the only Dragonborn majority country. Lovely scenery, and you must, must, must try their sausage rolls. They are divine. And the High Chancellor, oh, the High Chancellor, she is just the most lovely person that any of us could ever hope to meet in our simple little lives. She gave me a Jaffa cake a few years ago. That very Jaffa cake that you are eating right now, Mr. Gorlack. I'll have to introduce you sometime. Please, please do. Just be careful. Some politicians will talk nicely to your face while mocking you behind your back. I probably wouldn't notice. And finally, you must be the amazing, the legendary... Shagralad! I'm now hugging the very tall guy. Oh, uh... That's a very... Kind of you. Don't, don't uh, make me get back on that infernal. Uh, you notice some um, Secret Service elves sort of approaching, uh, pressing their earpieces. Uh, we've got the target inside. Secret Service elves. Secret Service elves. Uh, yes, yes. I break away from. I break away from hugging the very tall guy and go chasing after the. Secret uh, they're Service sort of crowding elves. around you. So, uh, please do not uh, touch the Secretary General. Uh, he's. Uh, Where is he? Uh, he's. He's right there. Where is he? Where's Chickenfoot? I beg your pardon? Chickenfoot. You were chasing Chickenfoot. Uh, mm. These are different Secret Service elves to the ones you saw before. Um, but maybe Agrolad doesn't realise Yeah, Agrolad doesn't know. They just look at you absolutely baffled. 
they're not the only ones. That was chasing Chickenfoot. That's, that said he was some sort of pirate. Uh, sorry, my good sir. I, uh, I don't quite sorry, know what you're talking my about. Sorry, my small friend has been up in the air for too long and his brains have become composite. Land, land, lovely land. Now, to business. We need to get you all down to the city. Mr. T leads you through the uh, seemingly empty jetties and he taps his cane on the ground. And after a few seconds, you see bubbles frothing in the water. A shadow builds under the surface, and soon, a splash and a crash, and a huge vessel of yellow and gold bursts out of the water. It glitters and shines, a small porthole window showing an interior of bright buttons and fine dining. And Mr. T says, Nice, isn't it? Submarines, they're calling them. A little bit different to the old method of using magic bubbles. And he hops up. Wait, are you telling me that lives in a yellow submarine? We all live in the yellow submarine. <laughs> in the town where I was born. <laughs> uh, Lisa's a bit hesitant to get on the submarine uh, and is kind of uh, look, 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 giving the side eye to the water and is slightly... Um, I, I gingerly take Lisa's hand, hmm? pat, pat her on the back of the hands... Come on, lass. If I can go up in the sky, then I can go down in the water. What's what's the worst that can happen? We go down really deep and get crushed by all the pressure. I'm already being crushed by a lot of pressure. Uh, Can you roll a persuasion check for me, Agrolad? I can try. (laughs) Ooh, Ooh. 20. Nice. Yeah, you lead her up onto the top of the uh, submarine, uh, where the little uh, entrance hall is. And uh, she looks very pleasantly um, surprised and pleased as she gets there. They asked to get inside oh, us. Right. We're all that lovely grubbies. Of course. And she heads down the uh, ladder. Uh, and uh, I assume you all, you all follow. Well, cautiously. Yeah. Because who? The further away from the sky I can get, <laughs> the better. Uh, within, the submarine is uh, nicely decked out with tall, comfy seats with drinks holders. Uh, there's wine being served, there's some fine food, uh, crisps, and some peanuts. Uh, Mr. T uh, sits near the front, and he sort of turns his uh, turns himself around in his chair to sit like a cool teacher, and uh, he faces you all with a pleasant smile. Of course, I have to stay neutral in these matters, Mr. Betrayer, Miss Townsland, but off the record, I really am looking forward to working uh, with you. Looking forward to working with you too, uh, Mr. Um, oh, Secretary General. Oh, are those fish I can see out the window? Has anyone got a rod? Our pilot is named Rod, and his co-pilot, Stuart. I can get them for you if you like. No, fishing rod. I I think maybe later, Mr. Agrilad. The uh, submarine shudders and vibrates, and you hear its engine kicking into gear, and you are plunged deep down into the inky depths. See, this is much more civilised than that flying contraption. Lisa's just kind of um, claws digging into the sides of her chair. Just kind of... We'll all die in a yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. I'm patting her sympathetically on the hand. I'm not really up for Submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just standing at the porthole with like this massive enraptured grin. Have you squished your face against <laughs> it? You know it. I've got my dragon snoot just right up against it. Mr. General, Secretary General, uh, sir, is it true there are sea monsters down here? Oh, a few. You see, many years ago, the Dark Lord attempted to invade the capital, but we fought her off. 
It was a close-fought battle, and we lost two domes. Unfortunately, after she retreated, some of her... <coughs> ...friends stayed behind. That's why these submarines are so valuable. Sturdy enough to keep us safe as we traverse the sea floor. Now then, Miss Crested Grebe. You are a representative for New Milk, and when I heard this, I had to see if I could help. And as luck would have it, a representative for the Kingdom of Scofen has requested a meeting with you to talk about opening new markets in her country. Well, I've always skipped opening up new markets. I'll be completely honest. Those delegates from Scofen, they creep me out a little. Be on your guard, I'd say. I'm not familiar with Scofen. Other people there. Are... for the most part. A few humans here and there. Scofen is the Sky Kingdom. Oh, don't trust anything from They're the a decent lot, for the most part. Just some of their politicians can be a little, well, of the night, if you catch my drift. Interesting. Um, I look forward to meeting them. As you are um, sailing through the seas, the sub shakes a little, and uh, something creaks and groans as the engine cuts out. I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. T <laughs> stands up and rushes over to the cockpit to talk to the, uh, the pilot and co-pilot. Uh, and then you hear something, as if something were tapping on the airlock door. What do you do? I go and investigate. Is this close to the, uh, uh, the porthole where I'm looking out? No, it'll be up on top okay. of the ship. The porthole's out on the side. Gotcha. Uh, make an investigation check, Agrilad. It's another one I'm not very good at. Ooh, 14. 14. Um, you, since you went through the airlock, you recognise the sound. Uh, it's somebody is opening the airlock from the other side and is trying to break in. Do we let people in or we do we not let people in? in? I would say that's not a good idea. Go away, you're not Who wanted. What, what if they could be new no friends? No canvases allowed. Uh, Gorlak's looking a little nervous, and you uh, he, he, he notice some magic spark between his fingers. And he's, no, 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 no. Uh, Lisa, you, you've got um, swords. Um, she looks down at um, her rapier and goes, mm -hmm. "Oh, uh, yes. If there's danger afoot, we can Sorry. deal with that, can't we? Yes. Oh, nobody's getting through that airlock without a bit of a fight back from us, are they?" <laughs> Hmm. Agrilad's now doing fake big dog barking. <laughs> uh, that upsets Lisa a little bit. <laughs> oh, sorry, lass. Didn't think. The airlock light blinks, and you can hear it depressurising the bump. And then slowly, the uh, valve starts to turn as the door is about to open. Uh, what do you do? I grab the valve and try and stop it. Uh, make a strength check. I can do that. I got a 20. Ah, uh, you beat me, I only got a Ah, uh, the, uh, you, you try and wrestle it back, but it is flicked open, and you are knocked back as a rotund figure tumbles from the airlock and rolls to a stop. He stands up and goes, TADA! And floppy, pale amber hair flops down, and he turns on you a big white face with some, what looks like a painted smile. It's bungling on pool balls. Oh, how did he find us? Oh. hippity friends! It's me, your best friend and adorable little creature. Here, have a turnip. And he tosses a turnip. I thought you would have a new friend, you not know, a new there annoyance. are some people you can just never get rid of. What are you doing here, boars? This is a diplomatic... Oh, the... 
and the horse is squirting him with a water gun. I am here at the request of the leader of my party. The Unicorn Party believes it is in Darnorth's interest that all major parties be represented at these discussions. He pulls out a sheet of paper and says, Full approval from the GA here. Diplomatic immunity. Full and complete invulnerability to your accusations. Can I see that? Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I've got plenty of copies. Feel free! And he hands you uh, one of the copies. Uh, it is indeed signed by Mr. T, you see at the bottom. Ah, Mr. Balls. I was beginning to think you'd gotten lost. I might have. I did notice something very strange. I mean, uh, I'm afraid my ride seems to have got rather stuck on the back of your ship. And you hear a grinding of teeth trying to puncture their way into the um, submarine. Big old worm, you know, trying to... Well, it's the best thing we could get to chase you down since you tried to leave me behind. Oh, for heaven's sake! Call the underwater rescue! Get that thing off! This is most irresponsible. Not irresponsible on my part. I blame these fable saboteurs stopping me from taking the normal transportation. <laughs> we did no such thing. Oh, I'm sure you uh, skilled people are completely capable of dealing with a little underwater worm, aren't you? And he sits down in one of the seats and starts eating uh, peanuts. Uh, Lisa is getting her hackles up. Right. <laughs> Can you not sort out that big worm while I sort out this little worm? Sorry, which worm are we sorting out? That worm or this worm? That one that's trying to eat its way into the ship. The one that's outside in the water, you mean? Not the one that's already... I rather think they both need to be dealt with at the same time. And that means I have to stay inside here and not in the water. There are some diving suits uh, you see uh, near the airlock that are of the various sizes uh, appropriate to your um, particular races and species. Well, see, it's either stay, go outside and deal with like a ship-eating giant worm or stay in here and watch bungling Uncle Paul's eat peanuts and I'm, I'm with the ship-eating worm every time. <laughs> I think Victrina like angrily I'm, putting on I'm, the... I'm I'm going to start putting on one of the diamond suits, singing that ancient Echian song. Everybody wants to underwater. <laughs> uh, Perrin, how's Perrin feeling about underwater fighting? Not enthusiastic, but hasn't written it off quite yet. Uh, yes, incidentally, Perrin, you will not be able to use your fire breath uh, unless you want Got to down. blow your face off. Um, Don't want that. No, that's not the plan. Uh, incidentally, for anyone who wants to draw fan art of this scene, a completely steampunk, uh, old-timey diving suits is oh, what I'm imagining it. here. With hooves. Yeah. yeah. With hooves, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh... I don't have feet. I do, and they're larger than average well, feet. you make it up for the two of us, then. I did realise that um, Pen got the shoes of invisibility while Pen is the one without feet. Which is why he didn't put them on. <laughs> so you head into the airlock and you are surrounded by a cool silence for a moment. Uh, then there's a hiss and a whirl before world water slowly starts to fill the space around you. Uh, it's one odd feeling as the pressure builds, but eventually the other airlock hatch opens out onto the ocean and you step out on top of the sub 
Immediately you can see the problem. A giant sea leech is stuck to the hull, grinding its teeth, pummeling the metal shell. Its dark eyes glint and you see bubbles escaping it in a snarl. A tentacle whips out towards you, smashing almost on top of you. Can you all roll for initiative? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, I've got you are first in the order. What do you do? I am going to be like water. Um, and I'm going to swoosh through the water towards the worm and try and bop it on the hey, head. make an attack roll. An attack roll unarmed. You've got your whacking stick, so... I have got my whacking stick, but it's not as good underwater. I got a 22 that with my hits. unarmed strike, so I do 6 points of damage, and I will use a bonus action to hit it with a second unarmed Ooh, strike, go for it. which is on a 15. Uh, that just hits. For another 7 points Ooh. of damage. Pen, you're up next. I cast Magic Missile. Ooh, go for it. So, it hits automatically by the look of it. So, yes. Uh, Yes. That's three it's good that's magic. three darts and that's three D four plus three nine points. Cool. I uh, didn't like that. Uh, it um, lets go of the hull uh, and it turns its ire on you all and can you all make a dexterity saving throw? Good. Sixteen. Okay, you're all good. You all move out of the way as one of its tentacles uh, sweeps at your feet, but you all simultaneously, like like jumping a skipping rope, uh, you jump over it. Uh, for its second attack, it's going to aim a bite at Aguilad because you bonked it on the head. Uh, that is going to be 16 versus AC. That's a hit. Take five points of piercing damage. Five points of piercing damage. Uh, and your suit Ouch. is slightly pierced, and you can feel water seeping in. I am calm. Uh, Pedan. I would like to... So it's just the worm that we can see at the moment. Yes. Can I bonk it on the head with the quarterstaff? You can certainly do a bonk. Bonkity bonk. I absolutely can. That's 21. Yeah, you hit it and do a bonk. Roll some damage. Um, six points of damage. Cool. Six points of hitting. Cool. Uh, it's not looking happy. Uh, Victrino, it's your go. I'm going to stab it with my rifle. Go for it. Uh, does not hit. Uh, Aguilad, you're up again. Same again. Okay. Unarmed strike for my first attack. Oh, that's only an eight. Ooh, does not hit. But with my bonus action, ten. That's does not hit either. No. Uh, Pen, you're up. Right. Okay. Um, Pen is now going to cast Chill Touch. Which does not need a touch, Ooh. which means I can stay out of reach of the thing. <laughs> oh, nice. But that does require a uh, hit roll. Uh, so, ooh, 24. That hits. And that is a 1d8. 7. Yep, it's looking pretty bloodied. The worm goes next. Uh, can you all make dexterity saving throws again? 17. 23. You're good. Uh, 17 again. You're good. Like <laughs> Victrina, what did you get? Yeah. Victrina, you get. Everyone else jumps over the um, the tentacle, but you get whacked for uh, six points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, Perrin. Oh, it's me again. I'm going to. So I don't have my fire breath. You. Do I have my Eldritch Blast? Yes. You can cast it. Blasty, blasty, blast time. As they say <laughs> in the North. Um, 22. That hits. Good, I'm glad. 
I'm happy you're Four glad. points. I'm glad you're happy. Four points. <sighs> Ouchie. Ouchie. Yeah, it's reeling back a bit now. Victrina, it's your go. It's looking on its last leg. Uh, even though it doesn't have any legs. I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. You, you've got spells? I've got I did not know this. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Are you multi-classing? Ooh. Yes. Um... Do you want to roll your attack roll? <laughs> uh, your, your, your attempt to to cast a, a spell goes flying over its head. Uh, Aguilad, it's your go. Ah, oh, that's it. Same as before. Go for it. First attack is a 22. That hits. How do you want to do this? I want to um, jam my fist into the softest part of its body and throw it off the diving bell. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you do it. Five points of damage. Yeah, it was one HP. <laughs> ah, <fair laughs> you chuck it out, out <laughs> oh, of the water. Bugger uh, off! It goes wiggling off, uh, looking very unhappy, uh, and it blows a raspberry at you before it uh, goes diving off after another submarine instead. This execution was carried out for the greater and eternal glory of Great Egg. <laughs> All right, Great Egg. Uh, Agolad, uh, it takes you a bit longer to get back than the others because water is pouring into your uh, diving suit. Uh, but you eventually manage it. I'm not going to make you roll for it this time. Um, but if you'd got more bitten, I would have. Once you get back inside, uh, you notice that um, uh, Bors has been contained, shall we say. Uh, which is to say that uh, he is right at the back of the um, uh, uh, submarine in a what looks like a large um, child's high chair. Uh, and is strapped in very, very safely, I'm sure. Well, we got rid of one word. <laughs> Mr. T comes up to you and claps you on the shoulder one by one. Excellent work, all of you. Truly me, magnificent. Me on the and I go squelch. Uh, uh, ah. Lovely. I'll recommend you all for bravery awards. How about that? Now, let's get the old girl flying. Or rather, swimming again. And you start to head off back through the waters again. Uh, Bors is just kind of eyeing you all from his position at the back of the ship, uh, trying to look, quote-unquote, innocent. Mm. Uh, Golak kind of gestures you all closely and goes, I don't trust him. I don't trust him one bit. It's, I mean, I don't know how much damage he can actually do, but God, he's annoying. I would say quite a lot. Yes. You definitely give me a headache, and I don't want one of those. I mean, I'm sure if we wanted to, we could probably knock him out. I think he's got an AC of about five, but hmm. uh, the problem oh, there... Then. Well, the problem there is when it gets into the press, and then uh, the whole thing, there'll be an inquiry, and... God, I don't want to go through another inquiry. And he gets a sort of horrified look on his face. Not after the last one. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> uh, but, yes, just be careful what you say around him is all I'll say for now. Uh, he just pipes up and goes, I can hear you! Well, I am why? No, I like the word <laughs> As the sub is flying through the waters, uh, out of the window, you are kind of uh, gestured over to uh, the cockpit by Mr. T. Squelch, 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 squelch. Do you, want, do you want me to get your towel, Agrilad? No, it's all right. It's only water. <laughs> uh, Lisa's a little hesitant to go, but uh, she eventually follows along. Uh, out the window, you can see the Citadel of the Great Alliance, a gigantic glass dome settled in a crater of coral, huge steel tracks ringing it, 
a tower of crystal protecting it. Four smaller domes rest outside the central focus, each with little buildings and towers and blinking lights of city life. Huge tubes connect each dome and you can see the shadows of people walking up and down the highways within. There are submarines flying uh, to and from the domes, uh, docking in special airlocks. Uh, your ship is heading to a small dome in the front and centre. Uh, Mr T stands up, cane behind his back, looking very proud. Welcome to Mar Nindelf, my friends. The heart of the Great Alliance, the gem of the Thirteen Nations, the wonder of the ocean, and the shield against the Dark Lord. It's only a model. (laughs) The Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Aguilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Martha Buckley was Captain Biscuit, Genevieve Savayan was Lisa Townsend, and Dominic G. Martin was Mr. T. The theme music was written and produced by Aim Phoenix. Additional music and sound effects credits are in the episode description. You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com slash thecampaigntrail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes, and the chance to have your own D&D character appear in the show. You can follow us across social media on Twitter at the Campaign Cast, on Facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at SoundCloud.com forward slash Joel Corner, that's J O E L C O R N A H, and wherever you find your podcasts. So until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. <laughs> <laughs>